welcome to episode one of the AFK Dev podcast, where we chat about the things that happen away from the keyboard in the world of software development. My name is James, and I am joined by... Uh, Sam. My name is Sam. And we're going to jump right into our first topic, because we figure there's a million things we could plan and do, but nothing is ever going to go according to plan. So we're just going to jump right into things with our first topic, which is how do you handle irritations at work? How do you handle those things that really get under your skin? Sam, have you had any experiences with this type of thing at work? You seem like the kind of person who just lets things really like roll off your back. You don't seem to let a lot phase you. Yeah. Um, generally, I think that's true. Um, I find that I don't have a lot of irritations at work. Usually things that irritate me are away from the tech side. It's probably more of company policy kind of frustrations, something that more or less you don't really have much control over. And I find that um, a lot of times that, yeah, like a, a lot of like smaller things don't really, really phase me. Um, I can go deeper uh, into one particular topic, but I'll probably throw it over to you before I do. And mostly it's, I think, around pay. And I think a lot of software engineers are always, uh, like pay is a big touchy sub subject. and it was like, I went through, you know, quite a bit of a journey where I was really, you know, frustrated at a company and, you know, long story short, like it ended up me leaving the company just because I felt like my worth, uh, I wasn't getting paid my worth essentially, but, uh, yeah, we could go deeper to that if we'd like, but For I'll sure. throw it over to you first. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting that you I, pay seems like a fair one to be upset about, um, and how you handle that is, you know, like you said, leaving. That's definitely one thing you can do. Uh, I, I'm a little bit the opposite, where I've had a bit of a journey in how I handle things that get under my skin at work. For for some backstory, I'm, I'd say I'm a more emotional person. And especially when I was younger, um, you know, around 23 for my first dev job, I was that person that basically every tiny little thing that bothered me like really bothered me like to the point where it would just be like my entire world was coming down and it was one of those things where ultimately like looking back a lot of these things like really didn't matter like oh like such and such used this emoji to react to my message which made me feel bad uh, you know taking that type of thing to my manager is as a manager that's just like noise like nobody wants to deal with that and, and i've had to take a bit of a journey in just moving away from caring about things that just don't matter and or maybe more specifically things that not only don't matter but i also can't do anything about them anyway so spending time worrying about them is just a, it's just a huge drain on my happiness when there's really no gain to be had was that like a a long process for you to get over it or was it like uh one day it kind of you know like a switch turned on or something i actually had very direct feedback from my manager once that i need to stop doing this basically he described me as a loose cannon <laughs> which like in hindsight is is super fair like i i was 
Um, I don't currently manage anyone in a formal sense, uh, but just, you know, dealing with more junior people that I, you, you start to see when things come up and you know they don't matter and you know it's just a big drain on your time and everyone's time to address it. And I was the, the, the source of a lot of those problems. So it was really just a, a good look in the mirror, really, was what it turned out. And it actually was super beneficial for me. And from that moment on, I, I do feel like I was able to flip a, a bit of a switch. Nice. Um, it's, it's funny because uh, we uh, used to work together. And actually, yep. I, I want to say that, uh, I mean, we went to school together. Like we, we spent a lot of our like dev career training like together. And it's funny because like I, I would never really see see that like that side out of you being like a loose cannon. Like I knew you were like frustrated in certain situations, but like you never showed it um, until you just basically like you know brought it up to me and stuff. And uh, yeah, like it's 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 really hard for me to imagine you in in those like uh, situations or like scenarios. I think it's one of those things where, from an outside perspective, I maybe didn't have that type of you know loose cannon uh label but from someone managing me it's more you know the the things adding up that are you, you know for example like we when when sam and i did work together we actually went through a reorg together which if you've ever been through a reorg is always a lot of fun and this was like devastating for me like my first team lead who i ever look up to was leaving we were moving around i maybe wasn't going to be on the team that i wanted to be on and I was, you know, complaining to my manager, managers on other teams. So I had, I was kind of like, you know, blurring that line of friend versus manager. And it just, you know, it got really messy. Um, and really, like, looking back, like, the the advice that, you know, I would give to anyone and that I have been given before is that if you can't control something, there is no point in wasting your worry on it and and you know there is always the okay what can i do like you could leave your job that's always an option but you know taking a look in the mirror or, or even just not even taking a look in the mirror for me i a lot of times i can feel those emotions welling up inside of me and and i've gotten to the point where when i feel that i whatever it is i won't do take any action on it until the next day because i know that if i do even if i'm trying to be reasonable i know that because i'm in that heightened emotional state uh i will i won't be able to behave in the way that i want to yeah uh you uh brought up a word awareness and i think that's like really uh valuable in like software engineers and actually i think in every person whatever career you are is being self-aware and i think that's uh something that you people try to find like in interviews and stuff, if this person's self-aware, do they know, you know, their flaws? Do they know, you know, their strengths and stuff? And that's really hard to find in a person. And uh, honestly, like, I'm glad that you were able to see that in, in yourself because you kind of tackled that basically when you were, you know, in the junior intermediate like level versus I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of senior software engineers that are you know, battling through that where, you know, they want to fight to, to, I don't know, fight to death on some sort of matter that doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, and it's really easy to latch on to one of those things and just 
you know, not take that look in the mirror and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this one to the grave, no matter what. I'm unhappy about it. You know, there's no real win on the other side of this, but I'm going to keep going anyway. And that's just not a fun place to be. Yeah. Uh, as a sort of a related question, when you got into software engineering, you were, cause, cause you've done two degrees. So you were, you were older than I was. I, what, I guess what I'm asking is like when you were around like whatever age I was, 23 or so, like, did you find you had a more knee-jerk reaction to things? Like, do you think the fact that you you started your career as a developer around, I don't know, your later 20s, like, did you find that you had more of a level head on your shoulders or have you always been a little more cool and collected? Um, I think actually having age, uh, experiencing some stuff has definitely made me a lot more calm about certain situations, I would reflect uh, in terms of myself when I was in my young 20s. I was a very like confident person. I thought anything that came out of my mouth was like the truth. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is that when I got into software engineering, okay, so my first degree was was history. So it was basically, you just need to write essays, do some research. It wasn't a very difficult thing for me to, to get through. But when I went... Uh, back to school to get my computer science degree and had to do math courses, computer science courses. Uh, they were a lot more difficult. And it was a very like humbling experience where it, it, it was tough. Like math courses aren't easy to do, right? And you actually have to put the work in. And that really humbled me. That really kind of put things into perspective that, you know, I'm not always right about anything. I'm actually more wrong, like most of the time than I am right. So I usually try to take a step back in every situation. Um, so it really, I think, calms down the entire situation because it's not like, hey, the world is doing everything wrong. I have this question in my mind. Hey, maybe the world is right and I'm doing something wrong, right? And that totally. really kind of levels things out, yeah. Would you say that in your experience just dealing with other developers, other engineers, would you say on average that if you hire someone who is younger, you would expect a little more of a hothead? Or have you seen this across the entire spectrum? That is a good question. And the examples I can think of are always younger. Yeah. I find that, yeah, always younger. Um, I think also people who are older, and I don't want to, you know, stereotype or anything usually they are it's pretty noticeable when they're filtering through interview processes uh just that that type of personality yeah you can often tell when someone's been around the block or you know like if if you yourself have been around the block a few times you can you start to pick up on potential behaviors earlier as opposed to to later on yeah cuz i'm just been thinking like what kind of personality types would really like show that and I would say you know someone who's like arrogant and would say you know oh that's easy this is how you do it oh that's easy this is how you do it or like you know and you know when you're asking questions and in interviews and stuff I just you don't have to put an attitude to answer the question I don't know if, if yeah. you understand what I'm saying no yeah. I know what you mean yeah that's like potentially a tell that there is maybe a, a shorter fuse than you maybe would be hoping for yeah I understand what you're saying there so to summarize all of this, the initial topic was how do you handle irritations at work? On my side, I would say just take a deep breath. 
a lot of the things that you care about really, really do not matter. Um, you could always ask yourself, like, will this actually be bothering me in a week, a month, six months? Um, the answer is probably going to be no most of the time, unless it's like a pay thing. Like, sure, that's an irritation. Um, and there are ways that you can deal with that. Like, that's something that's potentially more in your control. You can talk to your manager. You can look for different different jobs. Like, that's all totally in the cards. Uh, but when I think of like irritations for me, it's oftentimes things that really just don't matter. They don't affect me beyond my initial emotional reaction. And it's just not worth spending the time on. Yeah. And also, I think it's okay to be like irritated at work. Like there are going to be situations you're just, you know, irritated and might not mean anything. Um, And, you know, being upset for, you know, half an hour, 10 minutes after reading something, I think it's totally fine. Even like, you know, it might ruin your day a bit. That's fine. But if you're like losing sleep over it, it's going to become an issue, right? It's just going to affect you overall. Um, I'm sure that talking about it to somebody would help a lot. And I think that might have helped you a lot too um, in your situation as well. Yeah, talking to people who are not my coworkers is definitely a good way to do it. Uh, talking about things with my coworkers can often just make things worse because you're potentially spreading dissent, which is not a good thing to be doing because even if you're just complaining to your peers, you know, you know, the walls have ears, people talk, the walls talk, you know, like eventually like that reputation that you are a complainer that will come out eventually. And you don't really want to be doing things that would, uh, that would spur that on. Well, should we move on to our next topic? Sure. Okay. So next we want to talk about what does it mean to be a senior engineer or a senior developer? We're in Canada. We're actually not technically allowed to call ourselves engineers. We're developers. And we want to talk about this because it's such a deep question and it can mean so many things. And a lot of the meaning behind it is really, sure, there's going to be a big technical aspect to being a senior engineer. But the longer I work in software development, the more I start to realize like people and just everything beyond the code is really the hard stuff. And a lot of the times, in my experience, that's what can really separate a high impact senior engineer from someone who is more of a, a heads down only senior engineer. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, this is, uh, I remember when we were both working at a company, we were basically trying to get into that senior engineer like title. And I think this is like a hoop that every junior intermediate engineer kind of goes through is like, okay, uh, I want to make the step towards senior engineer. What's the fastest path? What can I do? And you like obtain a checklist, like either company provided ish, uh, or even in your own personal like checklist of how you can become a senior engineer. And because every company has a different definition, a senior engineer, a senior software engineer or developer, it's really hard to kind of determine if, for example, if I become a senior engineer at one company and let's say I just got that title um, and I switch over to another company, would I feel competent enough to be in that role, right? If I checked off these certain boxes. Yeah, that's a tricky part because it is just a title at the end of the day. Uh, For some context, I've been writing code professionally for just over five years. And do I consider myself a senior engineer? 
I don't really know. I would consider myself more senior uh, and able to, you know, lead a lot of technical initiatives. But at the end of the day, it really does depend on who you ask. I worked at one company when I had two years experience and they called me a senior engineer. Um, I've worked at companies where I lost my train of thought there. What was the last thing that you said? Uh, it was just about uh, different companies having different like uh, definition of senior engineer. At right. one company, okay. you had two years um, experience, which, you know, I, I agree. Like uh, in, the, in that situation, that company probably didn't have any juniors, which is totally valid. And they're looking for individual contributors as a senior. And for, for that reason, you're a senior engineer. But then there's other companies where uh, they have a bigger engineering staff. And as a senior engineer, you're, you have to take a junior as a mentor or, you know, mentoring juniors and stuff. And honestly, that scares me. But, you know, I've, I've did it like, uh, I think a year ago a bit. And I was horrified the whole time. I was like, I hope I'm not ruining, you know, this person's like software and career by giving them bad advice. Right. And uh, I think that's where I kind of held on, like not wanting at previous companies, like a senior software engineer role is because the mentoring aspect like kind of scared me but when it came to it it was actually wasn't that bad right because we were all juniors at one point right yeah it can be a big responsibility feeling like you're you are the one shaping this person's mindset and future outlook on things and especially because i don't know what you but i'm always questioning my own insights into things and i might say something to someone at some point in time and in six months i might shift my own mindset on that thing and that's potentially a scary thing but it's also one of those areas where you kind of need to accept that like not everyone is 100 percent a sponge like i might say something but at the end of the day like this person is their own person and they're on their own path to learning things so i i do understand what you're saying i'm almost like the opposite on the mentorship side i have historically been very eager to mentor um i'm not sure if it's because i'm just more drawn to doing leadership type things but these days i'm almost more like i don't like doing it as much because i feel like i've been around that block you know three or four times with different developers and it's almost more of like a it's not as an exciting thing anymore it's obviously necessary and a very good thing but it's not necessarily something that excites me the way it used to which is kind of ironic because it's almost i'm more i'm now in a better position than i ever have been to mentor people and i'm also less excited about the idea of doing it but maybe that's almost like a bit of a paradox of you know the more experience you get the more time you need to spend on things that you don't necessarily want to be doing that yeah that makes sense um i don't know senior software engineer that title i mean that's like a 20-year title like you can hold on to the title till till you retire right so it it spans like years of experience and could mean so many different things right I think yeah. also, yeah, and I think also like we're in this phase where there's so many different little titles in between senior software engineer and what it means, like being a lead or principal engineer, staff engineer. Yeah, it's one of those things that can, at a small company, you probably just have a senior engineer, but at a big company that could be scoped down into four or five different, you know, subcategories, different bands, like staff, principal, architect, like whatever you want to call it. So it's one of those things that is super fuzzy. Uh, but mm. for me personally, when I think of senior, I think of someone 
I, I really think of someone who can think outside the box and can really drive a lot of initiative beyond a product spec or, you know, beyond just exactly what they're told. They're one of those people that can really take, I'm thinking now of a good article I actually read. It was about the difference between a traditional company versus a quote Silicon Valley based company and how they treat their engineers where the idea being that a traditional company might treat an engineer more as an asset that gives out a fixed output whereas a a, a bay area or silicon valley type company they view engineers a little bit more like I, I i cringe to say it but a force multiplier where their output is really it's expected that they're able to drive that initiative and do experimentation think outside the box and come up with those ideas on their own um rather than just being like, okay, I'm a cog in a wheel, you give me input, and I give you output. Yeah, I like that. That that makes sense. I think that's definitely a a role that uh, personally I'm attracted to. Um, I think as engineers, well, you personally, I would, I, I love to be involved in the design process. I love being, uh, you know, the business decisions that's being made, have listening to inputs from engineers. I think it really helps um i think save cost even costs down the road of of planning because like how many times have we uh in, in a bigger corporation where engineering gets the last word they basically they're giving like a product spec and we're like yeah this this won't work <laughs> right and they're like oh what do you mean it's like well because of this and this right or it doesn't, it doesn't cost like this much like resource because you know or there's a better way to do this have you thought about this and sometimes it's just way too late in the like like tunnel uh, to kind of reach out to engineers. Um, I don't know if that's really a Silicon Valley thing. I feel like that's like just like that's what everyone's doing now. I feel like like all all, all companies. Yeah, especially in more of like a global job market, the kind of idea of what an effective engineer is has kind of uh, converged a little bit. Uh, and I I kind of I noticed this in. Uh, my day-to-day as well is that a lot of I feel like a lot of my value add these days goes beyond the keyboard you know hearkening back to the name of the podcast where a lot of the times I'll feel like the biggest impact I might have in a day or a week is time spent talking to someone else or time spent at a whiteboard just thinking of all the things that we potentially don't need to spend time on or thinking of ways that we can do things differently rather than just me sitting at a keyboard slamming out code that up until recently that's has been more my view of a senior engineer has been someone who can just get get stuff done you know go go to a keyboard and just absolutely hammer out some like amazing thing when in reality i feel like that's almost more of like a high performing intermediate developer their job is to bang stuff out whereas the more senior you get your job is more to call out all the things that you don't want to do, throw out all the code that you don't want to have because any code is a liability. So the less code you can have, the better, which has kind of been uh, an interesting journey for me lately because this is really just the last year that I've been experiencing this. And this kind of goes back to, do I consider myself senior? I don't really know. I think I'm getting there, but it is a never-ending journey. And of course, you're always going to be your your own worst critic. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Like, Basically, writing good code is basically the tail end of your junior, tail, like, and into your intermediate, tail end of your intermediate. Things about, like, dependency injection, writing good code, and, like, you're going to bang that out then. 
when you get into senior, it's more architectural stuff, you know, solving business problems with software, uh, having like a more holistic view for your like entire company, I feel. And um, yeah, I totally agree with everything that you just said there. Yeah. Yeah. When you, and when you say like company focused, like that's really, I think a good senior engineer can make a very strong distinction between the work that you're doing and like why you're doing it. Like you are, your job is to deliver value. Your job is not to deliver some, you know, perfectly imagined framework built in house. Like ultimately software is a means to an end. The software is not the end itself like or sorry the process is not the end result you really are delivering value and that's ultimately what i think a senior engineer's job is to do is to deliver that value and a lot of the time that goes beyond writing code because i I definitely agree with you i think on the technical side sure i'm always improving i'm always looking to learn things it's never like i feel like i've finished in that area of my life or my career rather it's more that i view it as not as critical as I once did because I'm finding it can only get me so far. Yeah, I agree. Why are you laughing at me? Am I being animated uh, on camera? I am, aren't I? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, I was just also just thinking about um, when I felt like, I don't know if, if like this is me or maybe you felt the same when uh, just coming out of school, doing, you know, interviews for like tech companies and stuff. I was like kind of shocked with like, um, like coding challenges and stuff. Like I was just like ruined like the f- like first time. I was like, what is this? Like I, and this is like my, my part, probably not doing enough research and like learning about these coding like challenges and stuff. But like, you're just never told about it unless you kind of are in that dev world. And, and then Part two, when I'm going for like more senior based roles, it's like, all right, I need you to design a system. And I'm just like, again, what the heck is this? Right? Like no one's prepared me for this kind of stuff. Right. And uh, yeah. And I was, I was just laughing because I was just like, it just seems like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I was just laughing at that situation. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing to really, I, I think this is kind of like a, an interesting topic is just like interviews in general. I mean, that's an entire topic in itself, but just like as you are evaluating something more, someone more and more senior, the interview has to look more and more different because as someone gets more experience, you don't, you're, of course you want them to have technical skills, but really the things that you care about are a lot of those intangibles. Can this person provide a high value, a high impact? And that is, you know, tricky. And that's where you get these questions where it's, you know, design a system. Uh, It's very open-ended. It's very uncomfortable. But really, it's almost more of just, here's a canvas for you to showcase some things a little bit. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's kind of a, you know, it it goes back to just like at its core, an interview is evaluating someone, which is really tough, especially when you're going beyond something like, code which is very easy to evaluate or i say easy but you know compared to someone's soft skills it definitely gets uh, a lot trickier Mm -hmm. well what do you think have we covered that topic in full i think so i I feel like it's a topic we can literally ask every episode and it'll be different (laughs) yeah my mindset has changed a lot on that even as i'd mentioned like you know the last six months i feel like my personal experience of what what a senior engineer means has adapted and i'm sure it will continue to adapt yeah for sure 
Now, if you want to get in touch with us, we do have an email. It is afkdevpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the future, our goal is to have our topics be generally more listener-driven. Although early on, there's very likely no one listening to this podcast. So we will probably have our own topics to come up with for future episodes. Is, is, is that it? Do we, do we have like a signature sign-off? Uh, we probably would have some outro music at some point, but I don't think we have mm -hmm. any. So we're probably just going to need to say thanks for listening. <laughs>